Hello, hello, it's Ellen Brown Robinson, and this is Eleven Live. I sat in front of my phone, which is what I record this on, because there's so much I have to say about this, and there's so much that I'm feeling, and so we'll see how it goes. Um, because I could just feel it all, but I'm feeling like I really want to speak the, speak the words that come out to be spoken in this moment. Um, I'm here for my life, here for my life, here for my life. I just painted that on a painting here for my life, here for my life. Here for my life. Say that to yourself. Here for my life. That's like why we came. We're here for our life. My, I'm here for my life. You're here for your life. I'm not here for your life, to live your life. I'm here to live my life. I'm here to live my life. And you're here to live your life. And every single one of us has a distinct reason for being. And that reason for being is who you are. So whoever you are, that is your reason for being. And that is your, basically the blueprint of your beautiful life. What you're here for, what I'm here for. We, I am reading this book. I'm, as I said in the last podcast or episode, which was take me off life support. Um, and this kind of is, goes along with that. So if you haven't listened to that, you may, anyway, you might want to go back, but you might not. And that's whichever is fine. But, um, in that one, um, was really talking about our creative life force and how, um, we are essentially operating as if we're on life support and I, and, and the fact that life support, what is that? Well, it's an artificial means to support life. And so we're all, each one of us, and, and this is an unconscious thing, but just plugged into these programs uh, <clears throat> of being and doing. Um, these con- unconscious programs of belief, what we believe to be true, what we believe not to be true these assumptions we make, these ideas. And then that our whole life is based on that. And so we're not really, so that those are artificial supports because our actual creative life force, which is the flow of life itself, our life is, is being stunted. It's not flowing. Instead, we're operating on this artificial means of supporting our life these ideas and beliefs as opposed to like our full fire and it's the one energy and so um here for my life what is that how what is my life what is your life like it is what is you know knowing what our preferences are well, what do I like? What do you like? All of those things are buried 
within this programming. And again, it is unconscious. So it seems normal because it is quote unquote normal. It's what we've been doing and being for all of our life. And okay, so this is connected to and what made it's just so interesting as I was walking today, the here for my life just came through me here for my life. I'm here for my life. I'm here. Actually, what came is here for it. That phrase that, you know, people say, and I'm like, what here for what? And then I was, I answer myself here for my life here for my life. I'm here for my life. And I'm reading this book. Oh, this is why I started talking about the previous episode. I'll do this sometimes. I was like, what? Now I'm back. Now I'm back. She's back. Um, uh, I shared that I'm in a new neighborhood in, I live in Indianapolis. So we live downtown Indianapolis. So I'm in a new neighborhood and I'm actually um, gonna, I'm reading a book for the book club which is lovely because I really, there was a time I said I would never do another book club. And so it's a lovely surprise to, to find that I wanted to do this. We talk about what do I want? And my idea that I was never going to do a book club again or any kind of club or whatever could have prohibited me, my natural life force, which is saying, Ellen, go do that. Like I, just go try get the book and read it and go do it. Like I want to do it. It's not based on upon anything other than wanting to do it. Anyway, um, the book we're reading is when the world, the day the world stops shopping. And it, I, I, it's, it's fascinating because what it assumes is that, and what's so clear to me through this is Again, reading and even this author who's clearly a brilliant, you know, very intelligent person and has done his research. And it's like programmed. So um, he's talking about the company Patagonia and how um, they actually, okay, I'm not going to get the actual phrase right, but. They, they do marketing that actually encourages people to buy less. There's a, there's a name for it in the, in the advertising world, the world of advertising. But, um, and then, so, okay, so, so he's talking about that. And then there was this um, campaign, I think it was Britain, where these people did, they removed all the ads on the way to the tube, which is their subway, um, with like 120 ads, like in a two minute walk. And they replaced it with cats <laughs> because cats are known to like make people feel good. Um, and these were advertisers who did this. Okay. So, and he's talking about how, if we can do these advertisements to get people to buy things, maybe these same um, creative minds to create these advertisements could um, do campaigns on like more intrinsic things, his word, intrinsic, like uh, well-being and create, creative expression and um, authenticity. Like, And I'm like, this is so fascinating to me because it, it's the very assumption that we need a campaign and I'm not saying we don't, 
But what I am saying to you is that at any moment, you can decide that you're here for it, that you're here for your life. And to start to ask yourself what that means. What, what does that mean to me? And you may not know at first, you may not know what your preferences are or even what your preference is in the moment. For years, my husband and I would be going out and we like to go get a beer or whatever. Like, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know where you want to go. That may sound familiar to you in your life. I don't know. But um, actually, I do know. I think a lot of people, that's their reality because either they don't know what their preference is or they don't want to say what their preference is because of, for fear of being abandoned or rejected or um, making someone upset or angry or not belonging or disappointing someone else. Um, Not even thinking about disappointing our own self or betraying our own self or abandoning our own self. And you may think, well, just, it doesn't really matter, Ellen, you're just going to get a beer. But when you do this your whole life and not just small things, but big things, and it becomes a practice it becomes a pattern, something unconscious conscious that we don't see. We're actually killing ourselves. We're killing the truth of who we are. We're not letting our true life flow. So last week, again, talked about life force flowing. That is the, the creativity of us, my life force, your life force. That is our, you know, our fire. That is who we are. And then, okay, then what do we do with that? Okay, it's flowing. Well, then that opens into, well, what are my preferences? And I'm to get last week was, or two weeks ago, whenever I did that was the one energy, what I'm talking about, what this really is preferences and are under the um, auspice of the two energy Two basically with open, you know, opens its arms and receives loves brings it in our life force. And if you think of it right now, I'm taking my arms and bringing them into my heart, just bringing it in, bringing it in. Like, yes, come, come into Ellen, the life force of Ellen, because so often we reject our own life force. We push it away. We don't think it's worthy. We don't think it, this is, again, it's not like we're saying, oh, my life force isn't worthy or valuable. But when we don't allow ourselves to do something that we really want to do, like follow a certain career or because our parents think we should do something else or, you know, um, wear a certain kind of clothes because that's what the advertising says or, or that's what, um, what is it? Conspicuous consumption I learned about. And I'm sure in marketing classes you learn about that, but I'm learning about this in this book and I'm like, conspic- where people consume because they want other people to see what they have. And I guess you're, that's probably like, oh, no, duh, Ellen. Um, that's such a concept to me because I, I have been on this journey of putting a stop to, you know, 17 years ago when I said, I don't want to live this way anymore, which last podcast I said, that was essentially like me saying, take me off life support. I was saying, I am not doing this anymore where I am like letting other people, whether it's my spouse or my friend or advertisers, tell me what my life is going to be. 
I get to choose. And so I've been consciously, what did I say? Conspicuous consumption. I've been, I'm not saying that I don't consume because I do, I buy things, but it's conscious. It's conscious consumption. And it's been, you know, 17 years ago and it's been grown, like it's been evolving. I've been evolving. And so I get, do I really want that X, Y, Z? And there have been times along the 17 year journey where not just me, but my husband and I, but also me, like I can remember, like we would go a year without buying anything. Now that was actually driven more by my husband and it was a whole different thing. But like, I can remember like not buying clothes, like when I was pregnant, because I don't know. And then coming out of the pregnancy, like just, I, I just didn't want to go out and buy stuff. And so I figured I had like, I remember like 10 pieces of clothing and like, it was amazing. Like what I could find to wear. And it seemed like I had endless outfits with 10 pieces of clothing. And so just over the years, kind of having these experiences that have led me to here and where I truly like, what is it? What do I want to, what is my preference? What piece? And this is all everywhere in every situation. Um, what kind of a house, what kind of a couch, what kind of, you know, and not based on these are the colors of the season or this, because that is other people telling you and you, it is so ingrained and advertisers and our, um, conspicuous consuming, um, lifestyle count on us to, um, to do this. Right. Um, and in this book I'm reading, apparently it would be quite a disaster. Um, and we did learn in through COVID what decreasing our consumption, what that did, um, and anyway, you should get the book if you're interested in it. It's called the, when the world stops, the day the world stops shopping, but, um, I'm not going to go into that, but he talks about that, that we really did experience a 20% decrease, which is a lot by the way in, um, whatever I can't 20% decrease though. in what people bought, um, and okay. So, so, so it does have some, you know, results that are not great for people, but I, but taking that out of it, if when every single person is truly operating from a place of imagine it, what is it that I want? Um, and we're, 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 we're all where we are. We're all, and it's all balancing and it's all perfect. And, um, but to, to ask yourself, you know, moment to moment, what is my preference? What do I want? Um, it's your life, you know, and you're, you know, I assume you came for it, for your life. Like, that's why I came. And, um, I can remember, um, when I lived in, um, the suburbs of Indianapolis, and this has been at least 12 years ago, we went to this, um, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, we went to the ice cream social in the neighborhood. And I heard the mom saying to the kid, um, who was passing the mom who was passing out ice cream, you get what you get and don't throw a fit. And then since that, and that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And then since that, you know, you hear kids say it and it is so uninspiring. And so the opposite of creative expression and cre- the, the creativity and innovation, that saying, 
um, it is offensive to, to my soul. I, I don't, you know, not only do you not get what you want, it's saying you don't get to be upset about not getting what you want. And the thing is, we get, we get to want what we want. And we also get to feel that whatever way we feel about it, if we do or don't get it. That is full fucking expression. Not some, you know, tempered, you know, hemmed in response. I have a friend from college and she's, she'll say, I'm not, we're not picky. Like talking about her whole family. We're not picky. We're not picky. And somewhere along the line, I mean, what is that? Like everybody from their being, their blueprint has preferences. Our souls came to experience being human. And I'm telling you what, my soul has preferences that are coming through in manifesting as my human. And it took me a long time to, to, and I, you know, realize that. And it's every day now is this adventure because I get to, to be in that. And, you know, what is it that I want? What I don't, what do I not want? Um, what am I going to do today? What am I not going to do today? Am I just going to hang out? Am I going to read a book? Um, but I'm telling you, all of us have preferences that we've, we've had them beat out of us and shamed out of us, um, you know, guilted, whatever, just this, this fear of wanting, you know, not fitting in and not belonging and truly the abandonment and rejection are um, one of the expressions within the spectrum of the two energy. And two is the giver. It gives, 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 gives. And it doesn't think about itself. It is, and this is one of the extremes where it's so other focused. Other meaning the other, whoever we're in relationship with. And the, so that's the giving. Then the, the other side is the pulling back, the pulling back of the giving because it's when we realize, oh my God, this person or this group of people or whomever, my children or whoever, they're not appreciating my giving. So I'm, so I'm not going to do that anymore because that doesn't feel good because that two, um, the emptiness of that, the two energy is really that pit in our stomach that we want to fill that need. It's, it's the quote unquote needy energy. We, we want to fill that need up by giving to people. And when that doesn't work, well, we're going to pull back that giving, but then that doesn't work either. And so the extremes of this spectrum of the two energy helps us balance and kind of like the pendulum that starts to be less extreme, we come start to come into the balance of our own expression in terms of our preferences. And we're able to say, you know, just a minute ago before I started this, I said, my studio, my art studio is in our basement currently. And it is a nice basement. So I put a, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it's just, it has nice floors and nice paint and all that. And it's mostly my studio. We do have a couch and TV down here, but you know, I put a tarp on the floor. Um, so, and then I paint on the tarp, but I re what I really want is to put my canvas on the wall and like, just throw down on the wall. <laughs> and I said that, I said, I really want a canvas on the wall. 
And he's like, I really don't want you to do that. And I said, I know. And I don't want to do it here either. Um, and I will have a wall eventually where I get to throw down on. But it's we get to say what our preferences are. I think it's extremely, and especially in our partnership relationships, like with um, life partners, that it can be extremely difficult. And my husband and I have been on a huge journey with regard to this, about each of us um, um, learning um, and going through kind of the not being able to state our preferences or what we wanted or what we didn't like or what have you, especially if it was about the other person or something they were doing or not doing. And now to be able to just state what our preferences are, what we want. Um, and it, 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 was, it was a journey. I can remember, um, I, might, I might have already told this story, but um, I'm just going to say it again briefly. Like I, we were working out together, my husband and I, for, he was kind of like my trainer. And this was about, let's see, it's 2000, this was about 20, um, 10 years ago. And I was really itching to try something different. And so I um, was interested in kickboxing. And I signed up for these classes and was getting ready to go to my first one. And I hadn't told my husband. And I, um, I knew it would hurt his feelings. And it did. And, and, we were, and we had to work through that. I mean, you would have thought you know, the world caved in. And, you know, these are serious, real things, you know, in a relationship. The other person feels like when we, you know, something as simple as, okay, I'm going to go kickboxing by myself can feel, can be a trigger, can be abandoning, you know, feel like rejection and abandonment. And so, and both of us have the two energy in our charts pretty dominantly in challenge areas. And so um, we've had to really hit, face this head on. Um, to face ourselves, to and then to be able to face each other, to see ourselves, and then to see our relationship, and we're still doing this together, um, and it's worth every second. But to really come in to one's preferences, I am here for my life. I'm here for it. I. That's what I want, and it's the juice and the yum of life. And I would just encourage you, if you are like, what is she talking about? I have no idea what my preferences are. Believe me, that was me. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, and even though I, like, I can remember, I've always loved picking out my, you know, different, my style, my things to wear and what have you. But now I'm just completely aware, like, and even just at another level about, I'm just so conscious about my, what is this really what I want? Um, is it something I, you know, want to get right now? Is it something I maybe, if the answer is not a resounding yes, then I'm not going to do it and I'll wait or I'll just, you know, move on to the next moment of my day. So just to ask yourself, moment to moment, what's my preference regarding this? And just be curious and begin to open to your life. <laughs>